podcast is dedicated in loving memory and for the Leroy Nishmat of Fagi Batrivka and Aaron and Sarah Kotler. May their memories be a blessing for us. Abraham and Sarai go down to Egypt. Rabbi Ashlag, the great master Kabbalist, took the approach that when relating to the stories that occur in the Torah, we actually need to look at them as processes that are happening within ourselves. In this podcast, we're going to examine one of the stories that involve Abraham and his wife Sarai that takes place after they've arrived in the land of Canaan. In Genesis chapter 12, the Torah relates, And there was a famine in the land, and Abraham descended to Egypt to sojourn there, because the famine was severe in the land. Genesis chapter 12, verse 10. What sort of famine are we talking about? Now, if we take the Torah in its literal sense, then we mean that not enough rain fell, or for some other reason the crops did not grow, and there was not enough for people to eat. But the sages of the Zohar understand the famine to have been a famine for the light of God. As the prophet Amos says, Behold, there will be days coming, says the Lord, when I will send a famine in the land, not a famine for bread or thirst for water, but a famine to hear the words of God. Amos chapter 8 verse 11. Abraham is chesed, the point of loving kindness within our hearts. This aspect wants us to give unconditionally. But it does have to have some material to work on. This seems to have been the necessity for Abraham to go down to Egypt. What does that mean in our consciousness? Egypt is the consciousness of receiving for oneself alone. In the Torah, Egypt is called Elvat Haaretz, the nakedness of the land. This means a consciousness that is concerned wholly with receiving everything that God can give, whether material or spiritual, only for oneself alone. The consciousness of Egypt is the height of egoism. The Zohar teaches that at the time of the sin of Adam, holy sparks fell into the framework of evil. They fell into the clipot, the shells. In other words, even within the consciousness of our wills to receive for ourselves alone, there are sparks of holiness hidden, which need to be rescued from the framework of evil and brought into the framework of holiness. So when the Torah tells us that Abraham goes down to Egypt, it implies that he draws close to this egoistic consciousness. The Torah says he does not go there to settle, only to be there for a short time. Why does he go? He goes because he has a tremendous yearning for the light of God. Why is he not satisfied? Why does he have this yearning? Why is he not satisfied with his, with his chesed, with his love of giving unconditionally? But the answer is that the service of God needs to be complete with both the vessels of giving and with the vessels of receiving. Both with the right-hand line, the line of chesed, and with the left-hand line, the line of gavur. Abraham is the carrier for the right-hand line, the vessels for giving. However, his giving will become more complete when he is able to give even in the presence of receiving the light of God. 
The right hand line needs the presence of the light of God, not in order to receive it for itself, but in order to enhance the giving. Because the truth of the matter is, is that free choice to give unconditionally really is only possible when the light of God is shining. How is it possible for him to think that within the will to receive oneself alone, he will find the light of God that he is looking for? But the answer is like this. It is not the light he needs from the Egyptians. It is their desires that he requires, their vessels. The word Egypt in Hebrew is Mitzrayim, meaning a narrow place. A narrow place is a good description for the will to receive oneself alone. Because when we are stuck in that consciousness, we cannot see anything other than ourselves. It is like having tunnel vision. It is the desire within ourselves that constitutes a desire for the great light of God. Because this desire wants to receive the greatest pleasure that there is in reality. And this pleasure is to be found in the light of God. So in the story, Abraham wants to join with the consciousness of the will to receive oneself alone to join with the egoistic consciousness, to bring the light of God into reality, but not to use it for himself, but only to use these vessels, these desires in the way of giving. And this is in order to bring his giving up to a higher level to make it more complete. We find the exactly same scenario, we find the exact same scenario later on at the exodus of the children of Israel when God commands the people of Israel to borrow the vessels of the Egyptians. The vessels referred to are the vessels of desire for the great light of God. Why did the children of Israel need to borrow them from the Egyptians? It is because the children of Israel came out of Egypt with the vessels of faith. These are vessels of giving. But in order to stand at Mount Sinai and receive the great light of Torah, they also need vessels for receiving. These are the desires of the will to receive, which in their original state are the vessels of the ego, but when they are taken out of the framework of evil and brought under the aegis of giving, they can be used in the service of holiness. There is a famous sage of the sages, the wicked provide the garments for the righteous to wear. And so it happened that when Abraham came near to Egypt, he said to Sarah, his wife, Now I know that you are a very beautiful woman indeed. Genesis chapter 12, verse 11. So the Zohar asks the question, Well, didn't Abraham know this before? And the answer lies in the definition of what we call beauty. Beauty refers to the consciousness that has within it a full knowledge of God. A consciousness that contains within it the light of the Ein Sof, which is filled with love of all created beings. Abraham is a soul who is entirely loving kindness and faith. And although he's only concerned with giving, within his soul manifests the light of God because of the equivalence of form that exists between himself and the Creator. Since his desire until now has been confined to what can I give, that is the consciousness of Israel, he has not looked to see the light of God which is within himself to experience its beauty. Only now when he's coming close to the consciousness of the will to receive of the vessels of the ego does he perceive the beauty of the soul within him.
Just as Abraham is the desire for loving kindness, Sarah is actually his soul. Sarah is the feminine aspect of Abraham. That is, she is the vessel for the light of his soul. And she is called Sarai from the language of greatness because she is beautiful. That is, she includes within herself the perception of the creator, the experience of the creator, the consciousness which contains within itself the essence of the light of the in-self, which is entirely filled with love for all created beings. And this is the most beautiful thing that there is in creation. The Torah continues, verse 12, And when the Egyptians will see you, and they will say, This one is his wife, they will kill me and keep you alive. Please say you are my sister, that it will be well for me for your sake, and my soul will live because of you. Why does Abraham tell Sarai to say she is his sister? What is the difference between a man's wife and his sister? A man has an intimate relationship with his wife, but he does not have an intimate relationship with his sister. If the vessel for the light of God manifests in the way of a sister, it means that Abraham will not be able to use such a vessel as it is not under his influence. But if this vessel is in the relationship of a wife, it means that Abraham may have an intimate relationship with this vessel and may begin to desire it. There is therefore a danger that his desires to receive will wake up and will kill him. In other words, that he will lose all his desire to give because the consciousness of the will to receive is a much bigger and stronger consciousness than the will to give. And therefore the desire of the Egyptian, or the desire of the will to receive that is within Abraham, is liable to kill his soul and wipe out completely his loving kindness and unselfish giving. Therefore, it is of course appropriate that Abraham said to Sarai, do not relate to me any longer as the wife, relate to me as the sister. Say that you are my sister. In other words, I don't want to use the light of God at all. All I need are the requests and desires that the Egyptians have in order that I will have more substance to bring into the framework of holiness. Because a person who is entirely in the framework of holiness, as Abraham is, needs something to work on. He needs the desires of the world to receive so he can bring them into the framework of holiness. And it came to pass when Abraham came to Egypt, the Egyptians saw that Sarah was very beautiful. As it says in Genesis, and God saw all he had made and behold it was very good. The sages say that good refers to the angel of life, but very refers to the angel of death. Because the angel of death corresponds to the aspect of ourselves that only wants to receive more and more and more. Likewise here, the Egyptians see the beauty of the woman, that is the consciousness within the soul, in an unmodulated way. And this they want more and more and more. But this receiving to an extreme, eventually becomes bitter and the source of tragedy. So the ministers of Pharaoh saw Sarah, these are the different levels of the will to receive oneself alone, and they praised her to Pharaoh, who is the head of the framework of evil within ourselves.
Rabbi Ashlag teaches that the name Pharaoh also means revealing. In other words, this is where the vessels of receiving are revealed. And it is actually through them that the light of God, the order Chochmah, can be revealed. And so the Torah says, and the woman was taken into the house of Pharaoh. And Pharaoh gave generously to Abraham because of her. And he had sheep and cattle and donkey and servants and maidservants and she asses and camels. Because the desires to receive had the soul of Abraham in their power. And so therefore they gave the best of their animal nature to Abraham. This is indeed what Abraham had come for. So he could transform these aspects of the animal nature into a vessel for holiness. Why did Abraham have to obtain the vessels for holiness in this way? It is because the light shines greater when it comes forth from the darkness. But then God sent great plagues to Pharaoh and to his household because of Sarai, the wife of Abraham. Instead of the joy they expected to receive on receiving this great light, they were smitten by a plague because they received much more light than they were ready for and this caused them pain and suffering. And Pharaoh called to Abraham and he said, What is this you have done to me? You have given me here a vessel for holiness. In other words, why didn't you say she was your wife? That it is a vessel that you only use for the sake of holiness. Everything about it is stamped with the stamp of holiness, but it brings plague to the klipa. Why did you say she is your sister? That is, that you don't use her. And so I took her for my wife, thinking she would suit me. But she's not suited to me at all, because she just causes me to suffer. So here is your wife, take her and go. And Pharaoh commanded men concerning him. Pharaoh is the spiritual levels of uncleanness, and they sent him and his wife and all that he had away. What is the meaning of this story? And the meaning I understand is, is that sometimes a person does need to come to close to uncleanness. We have the framework of evil within ourselves. And it's very often that we try to push it away, push it under the carpet. But sooner or later, we're going to have to deal with it. And I think the story comes to tell us that if we take care to understand we're only there to bring whatever is in us and bring it into the light. We are not there in order to fall into its trap. We relate to it as a sister and not as a wife. We don't get involved with it, but we relate to it as something objective that we have a relationship with, but of a, a sibling relationship. And therefore, we can take elements of the world to receive the consciousness of the Egyptian within us and bring them into the, the desires for holiness. We have to behave like Abraham. We need to behave towards the negative sides within us as if they are a sister or a brother, but not a wife or a husband, not to get intimately involved, not to dramatize, but to remain objective, bring the, the powers that they have into holiness.
This audio recording is brought to you from Nahorah School, established by Yadita Cohen for the study of the Kabbalah as taught by Rabbi Hudelev Ashlag. Studies with Yadita Cohen are available through the Nahorah School online. Details at www.nahorahschool.com or www.nahorahpress.com.